0: Now, think about this. Have you ever seen two kangaroos properly engaged in a fight? Well, the sun is beaming down all the time. The Aussie heat gets to them. And all of a sudden, right, both the kangaroos, both the alpha males, they square up to each other. They flex their muscles. The crowd starts to gather up. And you feel like the air around them is completely changing. Everything is legal here. Everything is totally fair. Both of them, they just go for eye uh, eye grouching hits They go for below-the-body shots and whatever you can imagine, possibly big punches, big throws. But think about this. Think about it if the kangaroos were actually not kangaroos and, well, if that makes any sense, if they were Formula 1 team principals. Think of it. If they were the two men with the most heated battle in all of Formula 1 right now. It's not Netflix and Max Verstappen, but think of it. What if they were Christian Horner and Toto Wolff? This year, their battle has been almost silly, literally, to be very honest with you, with the way they've been playing around and attacking each other, not literally, but on the microphone. And on this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pitch the Podium, we try to make sense of it, well, whatever little we can, to be honest with you, and try to understand what this battle really is, how it'll go forward. And is Toto Wolff probably the most powerful man in all of Formula 1 then? Do the hits even destabilize the other? All of this and more on this episode of the Inside Line F1 Podcast and Pits the Podium. Hello there, folks. Welcome back in. It's uh, it's not a race weekend. It's not a non-race weekend because the weekend has gone by. But we are in the build-up to the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix in Jeddah. And let's just cut to the chase. My name is Somal Arora. My name is Somal Arora. Wow, that was a brain fade, right? But brain fades are something that'll be what we are going to talk about quite a fair bit in this episode. And I'm joined by Kunal Shah, the former marketing head of the Force India F1 team, who's not someone used to brain fades very often. But let's be honest, Kunal, this is just a dog fight or, or a kangaroo fight or whatever fight you'd like to call. And the way they're going about this, right? It's really hilarious. You knew that both of them can be chirpy at times, but this is just another level. What are some of the strangest accusations you've heard from them so far?
1: Firstly, Samuel, thank you very much for that introduction. I never imagined that you would reference to kangaroos fighting when it came to discussing Wolf and Honor. And trust me, and this is for not just for me, but for all our viewers and listeners, the next time you're going to have Wolf and Horner uh, taking pot shots at each other, <laughs> I think we are going to see kangaroos there. And thanks to you, Samuel, for actually doing that. And yeah, I mean, you know, let's first address why are we doing, you know, this episode, the Wolf and Horner show so early into the season? When I say so early, as in, you know, there's still a double header remaining at the end of which we're going to. Have uh, the world champion decided? Could be at the start of it as well. We never know. We hope not. And (laughs) yeah, no, I really hope not in Jeddah of all places. I mean, uh, always great to see things go down to the wire, right? And the memories of uh, Hamilton versus Rosberg in 2016, for example, that was pretty fantastic with all the slow driving that Lewis did and, and the likes, right? But yeah, so why are we actually doing this episode so? so early or so so ahead of the post-season time. And the truth is, Somal and I realized that if the world championship this weekend, the Wolf and Horner show might just peak and come to an abrupt end. So we said, why not? What the heck? Let's just take a look at what exactly is happening between Toto Wolff and Christian Horner and I'm not sure the two of them know what's actually happening between, between it's that. It's
0: absolutely funny, Kunal, because we knew that Christian Horner has a history of being very, very chirpy when it comes to media. He he, he can have his way with statements. We, we, we've all seen that happen before. But to say Toto Wolff joined this fight and let's just look at all the accusations that they've put on each other, right? So, Early on, it was okay. There's this track limits debate that Toto will brought out. Uh, when Christian Honour brought out at Bahrain. Then there's a little bit more coming in. There's Silverstone, obviously, where Red Bull really went wild and conducted a big test at Silverstone. How much would that even cost Kunal? Booking out Silverstone and putting an old Formula One car to try and make sense of an accident that happened with a modern-day Formula One car with a second car involved, not just one demo test car. And <laughs> That sounds like childish, honestly. It does. I think the
1: only cost they would have saved on is Alexander oh. Albin, which is probably not too much of a cost saving, I would say. But yes, we've seen, you know, just to add to your stuff, we've seen bendy front wings. <laughs> and then somebody said, but hey, look at your rear wing. And, and you know, we've, we've seen all the stuff about pit stops. I think to me, that was the most disappointing one because that sort of slowed down the whole spectacle of pit stops. Right. And then uh, I think the most confusing, the most wacky one, which I really hope gets addressed (laughs) in 2022. And now I'm going to mix two two episodes is this whole score lines thing about uh, Mercedes's rear wing and DRS and and stuff, which Christian Horner spoke about a couple of seasons, a couple of uh, weekends ago. And, you know in 2022 there's this whole show and tell that will happen on the friday of a grand prix where people our teams are supposed to tell the world at large what is the new parts yeah. on their car and i think that's that's one thing we would all love to see what on earth are these score lines and not rely on one spy shot but actually get an explanation of what's that's Core line, or I even forget the word now, or, or yeah. a stress line that that came up then. So, just just epic to see both of them go, you know, eye for eye, paw for paw. Tail for tail, wing for wing, <laughs> and all that that you probably sort of uh,
0: call it. Well, is is it front wing to front wing or rear wing to rear wing? Because honestly, both of those points have been discussion points. As we had front wings at around Spain and Baku, and then we come to rear wings right now. And we've had engine discussions before, and we've seen Christian honor telling Mercedes to shut their mouths and whatever and whatnot. What part of the car is left, Kunal? What part of the part? What part of the car? Can they now discuss about or what do you think could be next? Because really, they've gone to every limit and it, it makes me beg a question. When you were at Force India, obviously, it's a bit of a more docile team that doesn't and didn't used to attract that much attention from its rivals in terms of those shots. But did it even destabilize you marginally? Or were you just cracking up in the office like, ha, losers. They're just trying to play on us. I mean, frankly, it was...
1: It's always, it's always nice to have rival teams talk you up. And, you know, Force India became racing point last year. We went through the whole front and rear brake ducts uh, issue that happened. There was a penalty. They lost points. They paid some money. Very flattering when rivals are going to look at you and, and do that. But, you know, not the kind of flattery you'd want if Christian Horner's, you know, every other day thinking, huh, what? Next, can I say about Toto Wolf and Mercedes today? And you know, as the season has progressed, you know, uh, he's gotten a little more crass with his mm-hmm. choice of words as as the title battle has become more and more uh, tight. Right? He's he's used words where you know the the, the editor would just go and say bleep, <laughs> bleep, okay. And then I thought all along that Toto Wolf would probably be. Uh, the one who'd hold back. But then Wolf, after the whole Lewis's DRS disqualification thing, he went and used used words which also would have come across as bleep bleep or broadcasters like you would have offered the disclaimer saying, we apologize <laughs> to our live viewers for whatever whatever was used this uh, session. So it's it just shows, you know, you asked a question at the start of the episode, Samuel, is Toto Wolf the most powerful man in Formula One right now? I think yes, and probably for two or three reasons. First is, uh, you know, he's representing Mercedes, he's a shareholder, their dominance being the second one, you know, I don't even know how much they've dominated, apart from the fact that, yes, they have dominated a fair bit of the last decade, right? And then the well okay i know a lot of people will try to clarify that they weren't dominating before 2014 but yes last seven years right and then the third one of course being the whole political side of things you know mercedes has uh customer teams they are able to control votes they are able to influence teams and christian horner is probably trying to do what is you know uh, is a very standard uh uh you know for technique i'm <laughs> sure you know uh the words of sun tzu yep. Yep. is isn't that the famous chinese uh, yeah uh you know for for example you know they're realizing that they are putting mercedes under a lot of pressure which is obvious for its own track performances and all the battles but it's also the off-track stuff and simple things like I remember when Alexander Albin, and we spoke about him a few minutes ago, right? Uh, when he was in contention for the Williams F1 team seat, there was also Nick DeFries in contention. So it was, again, a Red Bull versus Mercedes battle for a Mercedes customer team seat, right? And everyone thought Wolf, Mercedes engines, Nick DeFries, very deserving driver, Formula E world champion, would get the seat. But hey, what happened? Red Bull pulled one out of the box. It's Alexander Albin who's in that seat, right? And one of the statements that Toto Wolf made at that time was We would want Alex to severe all ties with Red Bull Racing, uh, should he be the driver for Williams. Guess what Christian Horner said next? He said, Alex will be in consideration for a seat in 2023 if you know he sort of meets all the ranks and he will still have his ties ongoing with red bull even though he's a williams driver so somewhere at the core of all this is to break the whole wolf mercedes hamilton trio of uh you know it's like a race and championship winning machine and you won't leave a single stone unturned and my last point, I know I've gone on for a couple of minutes now, is it's it's at least very glad to know, and maybe this is because Christian Horner is a Brit himself, he's not taking pot shots as Lewis Hamilton <laughs> yet. He speaks about Lewis in absolute respect, which is how it should be, even if you agree with his statistics and his racing, and even if you're completely anti-Lewis Hamilton. But thankfully, Christian Horner has not yet taken pot shots and Lewis but Hamilton.
0: Toto has. He actually called the Monza incident a tactical foul. And that was a very interesting way to look at it. And you forgot to mention one thing about Toto World's power canal. You really missed out on that one. I'm a bit disappointed. He, he can carry cars, machines. He can take bullets. <laughs> He's a detonator. Of course, he can do that. He'll be back. But point is, it's really amazing what right? you mentioned about this and how the influence is changing a little bit. And for that matter, how Toto Wolf's influence does not quite extend to the driver market because we've often seen him struggle to put one of his drivers into a customer team, whereas Red Bull, now with Alex Albon, have proven that they can do something quite like that one. Well, it's it's very interesting to see how this dynamic between the two of them... It's like a big power struggle, isn't it? You knew that this would happen, but will you classify this as being really silly or something that's totally justified? Because F1 team principals have used these sort of tactics... For years now. It's just that it's escalated to a whole new level in 2021 with the intensity being so high, with the title battle being so high. Well, as you mentioned earlier on, there's no guarantee that this could even continue next year. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, you'll be surprised. But, you know, if... Mercedes and Red Bull have taken the title battle till such a late stage of the season. Could they be the ones playing catch-up yeah. in 2022? The typical questions that, you know, everyone's going to ask. And, you know, Red Bull were uh, were caught off guard in 2013, 2014, when, you know, they they won the championship in 13, but 14, they were way off the best uh, marks that, you know, they sort of would have liked to score in, in Formula 1. So, in my view, the Wolf and Horner show is as important to Formula yeah. One as is the Max Verstappen and Hamilton show, and the Red Bull versus the Mercedes show. Uh, remember, guys, we are eventually in uh, you know the business of entertainment or sportainment, as you know we call it. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this is done to make sure that <laughs> between races, you know, if there's a gap, there is interest, there are headlines. There are, uh, you know, there are a tension or there is a tension that sort of stays on to Formula One. Because I remember during my times at Force India, the easiest time to market your team was during races, right? It was between the races when you had a tough time keeping the chatter alive, keeping the followership alive. Why? Because you literally, your main product is going racing. But now it's also generating headlines. It's also you know, making all these...